Here we go. Wow. Alex Smith for the first time since November 18th, the 2018, when he had that nasty compound fracture in his right leg, is back out here to play quarterback in the National Football League. And he's going to throw and complete it to McKissick. And McKissick gets it out to the 40-yard line. up and welcome back to the HT We Are podcast. I'm your host Freddie Ham and I'm Maddie Jane. And this is not fun. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. This is not fun anymore. You think football is still fun? Yes. Sir. Yes, no. No. Sir, sir, uh it was fun. Not anymore though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, no, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking now, go on, think. No, is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right, listen up. Uh, it used you know, to be, it's not it used anymore. Yeah, the thrill is gone. I feel like the thrill has gone away. And that's kind of sad, but it's the reality. I mean, Freddie, just, just to start, I know I'm not usually the one that you know, spits facts. But can I just give you a little a little statistic? I'm going to try to beat you at your own game here. Can I do that? Yeah, I mean, I know all the statistics are going to be miserable. So yeah, go ahead. Hit me. This one's probably the worst. One of the worst I've ever heard. Maybe. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a dark day when Maddie Jane's spitting stats. You know, it is, you know. Uh, so Tress Way, love mm-hmm. him. Tress Way. Probably our best pun- player. Yeah, yeah for, by far. Uh, punted for 403 more yards then the offense gained. Wow. That is, uh, oh gosh. More. It's not wow. even that he just, because 403, yeah. like, that's a lot. And again, no, 403 more than right. they gained. On top of the, yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> offensive yardage was. But it was like 100, I don't, wanna, I don't know. It was uh, not much. Yeah, it was. Oh, Which man. you didn't, you were working. So you kind of had a, well, you kept it was probably a good thing you missed. Mads. I appreciate that. I tried. I did try. But it was tough because after, you know, a quarter or two, I got pretty bored <laughs> with what was happening on the field. Um, other than, like I said, the one thing. I think I think I was hoping, personally, I was just kind of hoping for maybe just a little bit of, I don't know if I want to say a spark, but just like with Kyle Allen coming in and everything, just hoping that maybe the offense might look a little different, like they may open up, like they talked about, open up the playbook more, and maybe he would, you know, just do some things that would get the offense really going. It's kind of what I was hoping, and then it kind of, it didn't really happen at all. Well, and even though I didn't get to watch the game live, he kept me posted pretty good, and of course, I always do my homework and my research, and I did record the game, so I was able to go back. I didn't watch it in its entirety, but I hit on the key points and stuff, so I did make it a point to go back and watch the early drive or two or whatever it was before Kyle Allen got hurt, and he seemed to be getting into a decent uh, rhythm. I mean, at the very least, the offense did seem to operate with just a little bit more... Mm -hmm just a little bit more efficiency. Uh, people might cut me down for even making that suggestion because I know the, the popular uh, word around with a lot of fans around Washington Football Nation right now is that the offense not only does it not look better without Haskins, but it looks worse. But, I mean, I think there's a whole, whole lot at, right. at play here than just one guy in, one guy out. And I think, I don't want to say it's necessarily a good thing, but the reality check is is that this is not yeah. a, a great team. We still have such a long way to go. 
Um, and I think that um, there's this weird sort of dichotomy at play, and I think it's got a lot of fans sort of at, at odds because on the one hand, they're like, well, Ron is saying that it's a rebuild, but then he's not saying it's a rebuild, and he's acting like he's not trying to win now, and then he says he's trying to win now. And I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's a little bit of a balancing act because I think Ron, his biggest concern is obviously culture, and then the second will be having the right talent and the right pieces in place, and he knows he can't do it just in one year, and he knows it all ain't going to happen this year. But the one thing that you have to do when you change a culture of a team and you start changing the mentalities is you do have to win. You have to... The only way you instill a winning well, culture think is about, by... Yeah, you'd have to be what? winning. Right? Winning is, is by winning. And these guys yeah. want to win. And you got to have some of that just for morale. I mean, I think there's a whole, whole lot there at play, and Ron's not going to show all his cards, but we continue to do the little things wrong, both offense and defense. Our secondary, you know, I'm starting to feel good about our corners. I really Mm -hmm. am, especially uh, shout out to Kendall Fuller. I mean, he's proven that he's worth the money that we're paying him. He's certainly our, our number one corner. And, you know, I feel good about Marone. I feel good about Moreland as well. I feel pretty decent about Darby too. But, man, the safety play has just been bad from both Troy Apke and, quite frankly, from Landon Collins as well. Uh, Landon Collins is not living up to his contract, and I- I'm not really sure what it is there. And, and then, of course, on offense, I mean, obviously there's issues with the depth at wide receiver and so forth, but, man, that offensive line, I mean, can you believe Wes <laughs> Schweitzer is our best offensive lineman right now? He's the new—and I, I heard someone on another podcast say that he's the new Eric Flowers, and he really is. I mean, I'm down. I, I would— I'm down, too. I'm, just, right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing, right. but when your best lineman is Wes Schweitzer, you <laughs> yeah. got a problem. Big problem. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Wes uh, Martin— Oh, my God. And I understand that he's trying to block Aaron Donald, who is a grown-ass man, and Wes Martin is, like, you know, a JV player in high school, but, I mean, damn. Yeah, like, you gotta win at least one. Like, you gotta win at some point. Or or you gotta at least slow him down a little bit so that you don't get your Uh, quarterback I I was hoping that once Alex Smith got in, it would give this, like, the linemen this, like, I have to protect like this real but like I have to protect my guy like this means so much more now this is serious and then it just seemed like it got worse <laughs> once he got in um which I'm laughing I don't mean to but you know like it's like he got sacked what at least like six times I think well and you know Aaron Donald right and I mean honestly that was I mean the fact that his first sack taken was from Aaron Donald jumping on his back that was probably yeah. a great test of like can I handle this game can I handle getting back Full here weight on his back yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, we're going to get to Alex Smith and what a great story all of that is, but um, I want to talk about all of the quarterbacks real quickly because it's yeah. just, I mean, that's what we do in D.C., right? Haskins got benched, and, and we put out a bonus episode uh, about that. If you haven't listened to it, go check that out as well. Uh, man, it's amazing because we talked about at the time how things can change in 24 hours. It's amazing how much things can change in just a week or two. It's Crazy. We went from Ron Rivera really coming out kind of in in Haskins' defense a little bit and uh, sticking up for him to now what was what's the most recent quote? I think it came out. Uh, he said, what, "I saw the most enough." Quote from Rivera. Yeah, he said, "I saw enough." Yep. He's seen enough. I think that is really really telling, and 
I had this theory when this news first came down that, I mean, I do think that some of it's performance, and I also think that there's so much work that needs to be done, and he is such a project, and we've been acting like Haskins is not a project when he really is, just because... Yeah. And, you know, we, we're acting like he's not a project because we don't want him to be, because we want him to be better than he is, because that's what fans do. I mean, I do it, you yeah. do it, we all do it, but I think it's more than that, though. I think that there's something to all of these rumors and innuendo out there, and I feel like there had to be some sort of exchange. There had to be something in a meeting or something that really, really soured Ron to have him change his tune like that. Because I really don't think Ron's a fickle guy. And by all accounts, he's really um, a coach that players really love. And he's a man of integrity. So I don't see him just doing a, a 180 right. for for nothing. And, you know, to make some statements like that, I mean, that's a lot. Uh, Dwayne didn't, uh, he wasn't at the stadium. He would have been inactive anyway, but then the the news came down that he was dealing with a stomach virus and that the team doctor told him to stay home. And uh, I don't want to speculate too much on that, but all I'm going to say is it's it's really convenient uh, timing. And also the thing is, I mean, think about this. If none of this happened and Dwayne hadn't been benched, would that have meant he would have had this stomach virus and not played on Sunday? I mean, it's just very... Right, it came up Sunday morning. But, I mean, again, yeah, you yeah, don't you don't just, know. Don't, we don't want to. But would it be almost par for the course from what we, the other things we've been hearing, like in the other things that have been circulating? Unfollowing the team on social media, unfollowing Kyle Allen on social media, which it could be for any number of reasons, but I, I just find it. I, the optics aren't good, and I don't oh, know, yeah, it just strikes it me is, as kind of yeah. petty, uh, which again speaks to the issues that we've had with um, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, immaturity it's no secret uh, and and it's there and and this is coming from someone who's been a really strong supporter of of Dwayne I really have yeah I feel like I've stuck by him pretty well because I want the young man to succeed and I believe in his talent but man he's just really really raw and has a lot of issues and uh, I I really don't know I think his time is if it hasn't run out I I think it's I think it's gonna, you know, I mean, it's weird because last week we were talking about if he'll be on this team next year. And now I'm wondering if he'll even be on this team come November 3rd, the trade deadline. It's, it's sad. You know, and I remember the moment he got drafted. I was so excited. I was ready. I really felt like, man, we've been looking for a quarterback for a long time. So, I mean, it's, it's a sad thing, but I think, you know, like, like you said, Ron, it seems like pretty much any player that that plays for him loves him. And so to me, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are out there and I was like this at first, probably. Yeah, but they, you know, just pulled him so quickly, like you didn't give him a really fair shake. There's just no way. There's no way that we're this early in and it's just their performance on the field. And also, I think like like you said, he's raw. There's a lot of things that needed to be. Uh, worked on and if I mean if these things are true about like maybe possibly work ethic things maybe not so we don't know and I and I don't want to speculate either but I just I just have this feeling like and especially now like you said like all the things that he's that has happened after it's kind of like uh maybe I mean maybe that's the case maybe maybe you know all these things that are being said maybe they are true oh it's true it's damn true 
you know, it again, it sucks. It's just sad. You know, what we thought might be a really good thing is just all of a sudden kind of crashing and burning before our eyes. But is that not what we've been used to <laughs> for years? For the whole time I've been a fan, that's what's happened. So I, I feel like now we know Dwayne isn't going to be the guy and yeah. the guy is not on this team. Yeah. Because the other rumor that's going around is that Kyle Allen is pretty much just sort of keeping, keeping the seat warm uh-huh. for Alex Smith because honestly, if you're going to go, and J.P. Finley said this, if you're going to go with the best quarterback you got, when healthy, Alex Smith is the best quarterback you got. Right. Kyle Allen's a backup quarterback. That's probably all he'll ever be. And Alex probably still has a few good years left in him, but he's certainly not the quarterback of the future. But if Ron is in this win-now-slash-rebuild mode that I think he's in, because I do think it's a little bit of both, then you go with Alex Smith, and it makes sense that Alex Smith would be the guy. And then probably looking at drafting a quarterback in next year's draft. And I know a lot of fans go crazy about that, but I feel like a lot of fans and and the media too, and especially national media, who's not as in tune with the team, they do this thing where everyone just lumps in. You know, they talk about same old team, same old Washington. It's more the same. It's more the same. It's more the same. And I get with some of the stuff on the field, it certainly does feel like deja vu. Oh no! We suck again! Like the defense not knowing what's going on, clock management and those things. You also have to keep in mind, I'm sure Rivera liked a lot of the core of players that we've brought in over time, but he is building this team and certainly does not have all the pieces in place. And Dwayne wasn't his guy. And Dwayne wasn't Kyle Smith's guy either. I think to the point that you are making with Ron and kind of the win now slash still rebuilding and even like the evaluation, obviously, would it have been better if Haskins was just the guy and we're just going with it? Obviously. And then that kind of answers that question. But, you know, seeing Alex Smith, even though like maybe if he does, like he goes to full health, he starts playing well, that can be a win now type thing. But it also is absolutely okay. We're evaluating what we still may have in him, even if he's just, you know, the bridge guy, whatever. Um, So that's definitely still like you definitely have both sides of that coin in this situation for sure. But if he's the bridge guy and can be the serviceable, quote-unquote, game manager quarterback that he's pretty much been his whole career. I mean, that's what he's been. Yeah. If he can get back to the level that he was his last few years in Kansas City, and we can build the team the way that we think that it's going to be built in the way that they're trying to build it, uh, I mean, and he'll be a much cheaper option than trying to pursue something big time in free agency. Mm -hmm. And he gives you the luxury of if he can return to that form and start to be the guy that can run the offense with a pretty strong degree of uh, success with the weapons around him, a la Kansas City, Mm -hmm. then perhaps he could be the guy for these last few years of his career, the next two, three, four years, something like that, and then we draft a QB maybe in a mid-round, something like that, let him sit behind Alex Smith. I mean, you don't see that situation happen a whole lot anymore, but I feel like it's something that uh, when it can happen is good because I feel like you look at quarterbacks that are that have, that have been really successful and that are really, really successful, like Pat Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, people forget the whole Tom Brady thing too. Tom Brady sat behind drew bledsoe as well yeah he wasn't ready either so listen i love alex smith 
I love Alex Smith. I know you do. And can we just, I mean, since we're here, can we just... Sure. This is the Alex Smith episode, I feel like. Yeah, it is. And for good reason, because what a remarkable journey. I mean, if any of y'all, I'm sure most people listening to this probably watch Project 11. After watching that documentary, I mean, wow. Honestly, I don't think we ever actually talked about it. Just how remarkable. I mean, literally, the pictures of his leg, where there was like hardly anything left. All the different, I mean, obviously 17 surgeries. We know all the details. But the fact... Yeah, the infection. Right. Worried about actually septic. losing his leg. Yeah. Wanting and, and like worried about losing his life. Yeah. It's, uh, his kids and his wife. And it's just, it is absolutely remarkable, amazing. I mean, I, I almost don't even have words for it. What Alex Smith has been able to endure and overcome. And think about this, the amount of people that would have just said, I'm done. Right. That could have just gave up and no one would have blamed him. No, nope. not I one person. Have. No, I think most people were probably wanting that almost, especially yeah. after seeing that. Like, make sure you're able to run around with your kids when, you know, like, I think a lot of people were like, just, it's okay. But that wasn't his plan. Since we're on the Alex Smith thing, I feel like you're about to take us into our weekly segment. Mm. You know which one I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm talking about props. Props. And honestly, like you're one of the biggest Alex Smith fans that I know. Yeah. Like when I first met you, that was the big thing. I mean, you're the the Alex Smith jersey, posting yep. the Alex Smith stuff all over your Twitter. Like, yeah. I feel like that's that's your guy. He's he he literally, and I loved him in Kansas City. I've always loved Alex Smith. I just loved him. I've always loved him, and I remember the moment he got traded here. I was so excited. I was thrilled. And I did. I got the jersey the first game I went to because I wanted to get like the nice one and I wanted to try it on. So I got it the first time I went for a preseason game. I copped that jersey. And um, now it's probably one of my most prized jerseys I own because obviously, I mean, Alex Smith is is different. He's different. Yeah, you're going to frame that jersey one day. Oh, I will. I will. But I'm still, at this point, I'm still going to get a lot of use out of it. But eventually... Yeah, I'll definitely frame it. When I watched on Sunday, right, the the clip circulated. I watched it many times. I cried every time I watched it. Of after that first completion, um, just how poetic though was it that the first game, the game he got to come back was the first game that families were able in the state, like were able to be in the stadium at FedEx. Boy, you saw his wife Elizabeth and the kids though in the crowd. I mean. What a nervous moment this must be for them. <laughs> and they love it. But what a great moment it is right there. That's fantastic. Really, the only thing missing from this for Alex Smith is if this stadium was full of 80,000 to give him a much-deserved standing ovation. It was a moment. Like, it was honestly, you couldn't have written it much better than that under the circumstances. When he made that completion and his wife and his kids were jumping up and down, cheering for him on the... <sighs> That's so emotional. And it brought me back to... So much in that documentary, but I remember at the end of the documentary where he was running around and playing with his kids and I just lost it. Like it was so emotional because again, I mean, they didn't know this man was going to live like, let alone ever be able to walk again, run What like, and just the fact that you see him running with his kids and now you see him playing the sport he loves mostly because he talked about, he wanted to be an example for his children that it's not just, I don't just talk the talk and I don't just, no, I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be an example to them. Like that was one of those biggest reasons he wanted to get back out that moment 
was so special and was so I feel it was inspirational to any person like no matter what you're going through no matter just that perseverance and that drive he looked like he had no fear and and I know he talked about like if if he would have it would have been circum different circumstances he probably would have thought about it more but because he was just thrown in it was just kind of like all right I got to get out there don't have time to think about it I mean he came out there and obviously it wasn't his best game and it was in the pouring rain and the o-line was not an o-line and you know all the different things but even just being able to play that half of football and coming back out there if he never did another thing again that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in football and uh, props to Alex because I love him and I loved him way before this but now I can't even explain to you how much I look up to him as a person as a football player as my quarterback uh he's the real deal and I love him. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. There's there's so many things you can say, but in the moment, it's hard to think and put it all into words. But props to Alex Smith, his whole family, his wife, all props to them. Um, what an inspirational story. Props to the entire Smith family. And yeah, like you said, what can you say? Props to you, Alex Smith. All of the props. And uh, you know, Maddie Jane, I always, I give you a hard time about how emotional you get, but honestly, <laughs> like that's that's what I love about you and just your passion for the game and, and the players who play it and everything. That's what makes football special, right. really. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I teared up a little bit. It was, if that moment didn't affect you emotionally i just i I don't know if you have a heart man right yeah it was certainly certainly special so yeah props to alex smith i've got props for a really really special player and i'm gonna preface this by saying that on ht we are we do not i repeat we do not give props to any of those players that wear the star (laughs) we don't do it no sorry we are going to suspend that rule this week Because while our quarterback, who had a great story, came back and beat all kinds of odds to even, you know, walk and then to play in this game, there was another quarterback who suffered a devastating injury. I'm sure everyone saw it, and it was, man, it it, it was gnarly. I'm talking about Dak Prescott. I got to give props to Dak Prescott. As much as we rag on that team that we hate, and make no mistake, I hate that team. I gotta say, Dak has always carried himself a certain way. He's a really good guy off the field. He's an advocate for for mental health awareness. He's overcome a lot of adversity in his life. And you can just tell, he's a genuine good guy. He's the kind of guy that you hate to have play for the team that you hate so much. Yeah. You know, it's like you wish you could just hate him more, you know? Yeah. He suffered that really horrific-looking ankle injury, and you know, all his teammates were out there, the other players on the field. I know a lot of people have been shouting him out, wishing him a speedy recovery. We here at HTVR want to wish him a, a speedy recovery, get well soon, because uh, it's better when he's out there. So, And Chase Young can't sack Dak Prescott if Dak Prescott isn't playing. Exactly. So uh, I hope he's... Uh, Hope he gets well soon, and uh, I really hope that uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat can see him next year. It's it's a horrible thing, and like you said, you know, especially with everything that ha- happened on Sunday and watching Alex return, you just don't want to see that happen to anyone. You don't want to see that kind of injury, and there's so much surrounding it with Dak and his contract year and everything like that, but watching him get carted off the field bursting into tears, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to watch. And yeah, I just hope that um, he gets 
he gets well soon. He's able to recover. He's able to be ready for next season. And you don't want to wish it on your worst enemy. And like you said, the Cowboys are definitely... Oh, I shouldn't even say their name. Should I? I shouldn't. I mean, you already said it. <laughs> Adding to the long list of issues here in the NFC East. I uh, hear Dallas loses their QB. The Giants lost their best weapon with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles, they just, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know what's up with them. And then Washington gonna Washington. <laughs> oh, you know, no, for real though. Washington gonna Washington. Yeah. Uh, just ineptitude everywhere, offensively and defensively. And, and that's something that I can't wrap my head around because I feel like it's sort of gradually been getting worse. In the first game, we had attention to detail. We didn't have miscommunication, and we're starting to have that, and we're having the, the secondary issues, and I'm not sure what it is or what what's not clicking there. We can talk until we're blue in the face about how bad the offensive line is. Yeah. Like, the offensive line this past week was absolutely the worst that they played. Now, the fact that they had to go up against the best interior rusher in the league it probably didn't help, but... Man, it's just bad. And then the defensive secondary, and uh, I want to specifically talk about the safeties because I mentioned them earlier, but yeah, I mean, our safety issue, it's one of those things where it's like we haven't been able to solve the quarterback problem since Joe Gibbs won, and we haven't been able to fix the safety problem since Sean Taylor's passing. It's nuts when you think about that. And then uh, also, you know, another thing I wanted to note that um, our uh, our vaunted pass rush just isn't getting home with the degree that I feel like it should. Now, losing Ioannidis in that group hurt. Uh, Montez Sweat's really, really coming on. I feel like Montez Sweat and Chase Young are going to be a formative uh, duo. I, I love that they're the bookends there. And I know I, I say this a lot. I don't know. I would kind of really like to see Chase Young to be able to move around a little bit. And whoever their weakest offensive lineman is, whether it's an interior lineman or a tackle, match them up. You know, give them a little bit of the J.J. Watt treatment. Yeah. I would also love to see a, a situation from time to time where maybe you have Chase Young and Montez Sweat rushing from the same side. That would be... <laughs> crazy would it be I, I mean not like not in a way like crazy it wouldn't work like crazy like yeah why not see i know see maddie jane hadn't even thought about that you like i, that, I haven't you? no that's nice yeah. that's nice that's a nice thought <laughs> i mean yeah no definitely i mean at the end of the day like you said like there are problems there are actual problems in this secondary and they are like so easy to see and recognize you I think you're gonna have to start doing things different because you do have just such an incredibly talented defensive line Uh, you have to like you have to get home because I mean that's where I feel like the defense is gonna rise and fall on what happens on that defensive line and how productive they are so yeah I mean I think now is the time to switch it up I mean obviously it's not working enough we're giving up 30 points 30 plus points like every game part of that's the offensive ineptitude though i feel like you know if we weren't going three and out and three and out and three and out well yeah um, i mean yeah, i do feel I like it's a little bit it. It, it is a little bit inflated i mean obviously yeah the defense can be more efficient but i feel like the the offense isn't isn't doing him any favors either um so i feel like defensively i feel like we're a little bit better than we seem but hey you know at the end of the day you're only as good as your record so and we're just still giving up some of the big plays where it's like what so just those things if you can clean up those things then um yeah and you know and if a frog had wings it wouldn't bump his ass when he hopped (laughs) 
So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the one last point that I wanted to get to is uh, Ron really quickly after the game uh, said that Allen would be the starter next week if he's healthy, and I think he will be. Do you agree with that decision, Maddie Jane? I absolutely. I feel like there was a lot of people thinking like, Maybe we just roll with Alex. Right. And I get that. And obviously, we've talked about how big of a fan of Alex I am. But I 100% agree with the decision to stick with Allen. He looked to show poise in the pocket. He had a good pocket presence, even in a collapsing pocket, obviously, majority of the time. But this was the thing, even when he was on the run, and so he was escaping the pocket, um, he, he just always seemed to be looking downfield or ready to make a play. He looked as though like he may make a uh, throw on the run and like make a good, you know, he just seemed like he was ready definitely to make the, the plays. Definitely the quarterback we got. Yeah, definitely. And that, it it showed. And I, you know, I thought, I want to see more of this. I want to see what else is possible. What is Kyle Allen in this offense? What is he capable of? So I, I definitely think it's good to keep with him. Because yeah, again, even still, like, even if he's not great and you can just find out, you know what, this guy, even with this offense where there's obviously a lot of lack and all that different stuff, um, if he could be our formidable backup or, or whatever, like just see what you have in him. He's young. Why not? Like he knows the game plan. He probably gives you the best chance right now in this moment if Alex Smith is still trying to just get back into NFL mode and just knocking that rust off. So I hope that he starts and I hope obviously we all hope for the most part on us I think some people are praying on his downfall but obviously we hope he does yeah, well you know, those fans aren't real fans I thought he looked good I thought he looked good on Sunday and again is he gonna set the world on fire probably not but like none of these quarterbacks are though. no I, I think he can and move this, this offense not this team no. is not talented enough right okay shoot in this division lord I'll Why tell you not? what's the most telling about this division is no one in this division has a winning record. And we're about to play the Giants, who I feel like most Washington fans would say that, oh, we're better than the Giants. Well, we're the underdog in this yeah, game. Yeah, no, they looked good <laughs> against the Cowboys, and they don't yeah. look that bad. It's going to be tough. I'll tell you this. I feel like Daniel Jones needs to, needs to get at least one or two to one of our talented corners. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like Chase Young, he's back, and I feel like he hasn't been 100% full strength. So I, I feel like Chase Young is, is due to have a big game against the Giants, and I hope he does, and we're going to need him to get into the thick of it with these NSC East games coming up. Um, yeah. and, then, and then, of course, the bye, and, man, it's, it's going to be a really, really interesting <laughs> interesting uh last bit of this month and uh when we get into november wow wow <laughs> i have i have no idea i'm on board with kyle allen i'm standing behind the young man i hope he plays a great game and i hope we beat big blue this weekend yeah me too somehow i am i'm excited sure. to watch kyle allen yeah it sucks and things are not turning out how any of us i think as far as just quarterback turnover all that stuff but I'm still excited to watch this team and um, still rooting for a win and still standing behind Ron, our guy, and we'll see what happens. We'll see how we're feeling next week. Uh, hopefully we come out of it with that dub. If yeah. you've made it this far, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Man, it's it's been, a, it's been a rough go. You're a real one if you've been sticking with us, and we'll be back at you next week. Same time, same place. Till next time. We hail together is what we do, so we are. HT, we are. Peace.